the light! I can't help it. It's so beautiful. Go. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. I am me once again, and you're you, and let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. All right, so this is our Life of the Party episode, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it and whatever else. Are you going to talk about anything else? We're going to do movie news tonight on, on this one? You want to do movie tonight? Uh, maybe. We'll see uh, what's playing. we got a bunch of trailers to talk about and uh, some movie news, and maybe more. Take it away. Melissa. Wow, that was fucking... I'm not excited about this movie. <laughs> All right, so... Yeah, you know what? I think uh, I think I'm gonna read the synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> when her husband suddenly dumps her, longtime and dedicated housewife Deanna turns regret into reset by going back to college. Unfortunately, Deanna winds up at the same school as her less than thrilled daughter, plunging headlong into the campus experience. The outspoken new student soon begins this journey of self-discovery while fully embracing all of the fun, freedom, and fret boys that she can handle. I give you Life of the Party. No. Preceded by a shitty fucking advertisement. Well, they wouldn't have known that. Well, you can edit that out too as well, can't you? Here's some things to do if you're a new college student. Get your room ready. Check. Check. Make some new friends. Check. Find yourself suddenly perimenopausal. Check. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hello all, this mediation is here to help facilitate your divorce. You will all be civilized and you will please address all speech to me, to you. So even if we want to talk to one another, we can't. I mean, if I wanted to say, Dina, I am going to have a beautiful life with your husband. Dina. I can't believe you brought her. I can't believe you brought Christine. I can't believe you shacked up with a bitch. I just want to say for the record, I just needed an upgrade in my life, Deanna. You son to of me, a bitch. I'm sorry, you son of a bitch. You're the son of a bitch. You're oh. the son of a bitch. I am Jet. 23 years of marriage just down the tubes. No. <laughs> oh. What am I going to do? I'm a 40-something-year-old woman that doesn't even have her degree. Oh, my God. Hmm. I know what I'm going to do. Let me see you. I don't regret staying at home and being your mom, but I regret not getting my degree. That's why somebody's mom just enrolled in college. Beep, beep, beep. It's me. I want the full experience. Oh, hell no. I don't know what Saturn, the mom perm or the mom boobs. These allow this one to suckle at these teeth for 28 months. Not I wear them around my waist about this not proudly. This isn't the time. Get ready for the wild There goes the neighborhood, huh? Uh-oh, I cannot stay out of this unbelievable chocolate. It is weed bark, so maybe I would probably hold off from having any more. Just because, uh... Um, what is it? Such <laughs> For 20 years, I worried 
worried about what I wasn't doing right, what I could have been doing better. You have a moment here if you take it. Oh my god, Mom! Don't jump to conclusions. You don't know what's happening here. It looks like my mother is doing the walk of shame out of a frat house. Well, okay, I guess technically that's what's happening. Let's just go. You know what? I'm older, I'm wiser. This essentially a Google. Ask me anything. Turn off your Google. It can't be turned okay, off. Okay, I don't like it. I did not know they were going to be here. What is on your lobe, Dan? It's an earring. Oh. Well, it works for Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford blew up the Death Star and freed a galaxy. What have you done, Dan? Do you really want to do, 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 do the second trailer as well? No. <laughs> I think this would be a much better if we just you look scared. did it's this. the most scared I've seen you look. Do you want yeah. me to back up? No, no, no. Stay, stay, Am stay. I, I like you in my you? space. No, no, no. I want you in okay. my space. Just jump right in the pants. Hello, I'm Scott Mills. And I'm Chris Tharp from BBC Radio 1. And today we are here with another Playground Insults featuring Ryan Reynolds. Featuring mm. Ryan Reynolds. And Josh Brolin. And Josh Brolin. <laughs> it's incredibly Ryan tense Reynolds. in here. Don't hold back. It's just a game. And don't take the insults personally. All you have to do is make each other laugh. The sillier, the better. And the game ends when someone absolutely this is loses my review it, for the movie. or they deliver a killer insult. <laughs> what happens in this room stays in this room. All right, then. Ryan Reynolds to serve. Josh. Yes. You are a muffin snuggling pirate puncher. <laughs> That's your insult? Muffin smuggling here's, Popeye puncher. Here's my first insult. Ryan, that was really funny. Okay, game on, Brolin. Okay. You're so old, you make dust look like a baby. <laughs> I'm trying to process that, right? <laughs> um, you're tall, yeah. you're handsome, you have the perfect amount of scruff, and you still have no talent. Wow. <laughs> you're going to say that with a straight face to 1998's MTV Best Kiss nominee Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> Go for it. Um, okay, let's talk about the obvious thing, Green Lantern. End of career, and yet you're still going. Why? None of us can understand. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, wow. You smell so bad. Nah. I can hear it. <laughs> Again, being tall, being handsome, being presentably beautiful, I was surprised during our sex scene how small your penis was and how big your balls were, which makes sense, and how you create a tone in Deadpool that's as edgy as it is. He's pretty good at this. That's three balls to you, my friend. It's called a tristicle. It's an issue, all right? A lot of guys have it. Josh, you dress like an old I wasn't George done. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. But not nearly uh, as tan as I should be yet. Nope. What's the first job you ever did? Hillside, it was called. It was a teen soap opera. Oh that, was, that was watched are, by dozens. How old were you when you started? I was 13 years old. Wow, so your whole life has been about bullshitting people. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Said the guy who starred in Goonies. <laughs> Goonies was totally real. You know, when you're a drinking game, like when you come on screen. Don't say drinking in front of me, please. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that was. We talked about Jerry. Your whole before. team no, no, came no, around no. me. Literally, and said, even, when you, even when you say Josh. the word, all I hear is yeah. ka chunk. Yeah. 
You're so bad in Goonies that when you come on screen, people don't drink. They punch themselves in the dick for five straight minutes. (laughs) (laughs) He's actually terrific in Goonies. (laughs) It's my favorite movies. You actually just felt guilty, didn't you? I (laughs) totally did. (laughs) You actually felt guilty. Um, which is okay because it was still successful as yeah. opposed to Green Lantern, which was just nothing, nothing, nothing. Josh, what, I just, this is Do honest. you know I've this never seen Green Lantern? Okay, but I've never seen Green Lantern. Neither so have I. it's just from, <laughs> you haven't either? No, the editor literally didn't see it. But <laughs> <laughs> Should we stop now and let him carry on? It feels like we're going to roll. Let him do it. Josh, what's your favorite color? That's funny. Favorite color? <laughs> Mediocre? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Is that it? I think so. Who's won? You know what? There were a couple of moments that I think Ryan fully superseded my wit, but I think as uh, a general primitive insulting guy, mm-hmm. I think I won. Yeah, I feel genuinely uh, hurt. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, it's been the perfect playground insults. For- perfect. perfect playground insults. Dude, it seemed like those two radio guys weren't, aren't, were like edited into it. Like, they're not really even there talking to them. Like, they, it could have been anyone else interviewing them, and they just added these guys into it. Yeah. That's what they should have done to uh, Life of the Party. <laughs> well, I remember when, when the movie ended, you were pleasantly surprised at some of it. You know that it wasn't as no. Bad. The movie sucked, dude. The only thing that I said that was good about the movie was Maya Rudolph and her husband. That was it. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then you know what? Let's let's let yeah. Let's talk about other things besides life in the party. No, I'm kidding. All right. This is uh this is our filler week movie pretty much right. <laughs> it's a filler. I mean, we got it, all of August too. Yeah, it's it's in like the it's like a. In between sandwich, like the shit in between the sandwich of of the Avengers and and of Deadpool Part Two, right? Is is so it, it, there was nothing else to go see. What, could you even think of what else there was available? I, nothing. I I'm sure there was something, but yeah. look, uh, the, still don't want to see Isle of Dogs, though, right? No. Okay. Is this her? No. You talking about the bitch, the mean girl? Yeah. No, the mean girl was um, Debbie Ryan. Jesse Enos? Enos? Debbie Ryan, yeah. Yeah, you're right, Debbie Ryan. She she played, played Jesse. Jennifer. Yeah, I recognized her after like after we left the movie theater a couple, like a day or two later. I'm like, oh, that's the chick that played in Jesse. I should have known because... You're a fucking Nickelodeon Disney stalker, I know. No, because my fucking niece watched that show every single day. I literally had to just mass delete shit off the DVR, and yeah. that was one of them. Anyways, um, yeah, that was that was one of the bad writing moments of that. Movie. Well, then there was a wasted moment where um, Jillian Jacobs cuts her hair. Yeah, and there was no payoff to that. Yeah, I, there was nothing, no mention, no nothing. I, you're right; it was throwaway. Yeah, Stephen Root's character was way, way outside too over, the too over the top. I, I don't I don't know if it was yeah I mean he shot a hole in the stairs I mean yeah. I don't know if it was over the top or just like they wanted him to be extra crazy yeah I I, I don't know like I said um who whoever the guy is that played um what the booty call no Maya Rudolph's husband oh yeah yeah, yeah. that was um uh Damon get Jones. on the fucking mic I'm looking at my paper fuck you it was Damon Jones and he was uh, he played Frank. 
Yeah. So those two characters were goddamn hilarious. Yeah, they were. You know, and and that's and the movie should have. If you're going to do a movie based off of Back to School or anything else like that, yeah. and you have two characters like Maya Rudolph and and Damon Jones, Damon Jones, <laughs> then you have to use those characters. Yeah, they are some. Of, they are the first and foremost. They're the most stable characters. Yeah, they're the funniest characters in the entire movie, and then you have like. Um, is it Gildred? No, uh, Lenore. Who played Lenore? I don't remember that lady being in the movie. You um, don't remember the Lenore chick? Oh, you're talking about, yeah, the, the roommate, yeah. Yeah, it was Lenore. Um, it was uh, played by Heidi Gardner. Yeah, okay, so that there's a wasted character right there who would have been great because all she did was just like randomly show up yeah. And they, she was, like, right next to people. She showed promise at first, right? Like, okay, this could be an interesting character. Yeah. And they didn't really do anything with her. Then all of a sudden, oh, Christina Aguilera is my cousin. One of the most predictable fuck. I knew once they once there was that promise that Christina Aguilera was going to be at this concert, Yeah, that it was still going to magically turn out that she shows up, right, somehow. Just like in Wayne's World 2. Just like in PCU with George Clinton and the Parliament yeah. Funkadelics. Or in Wayne's World 2 where Aerosmith just magically shows up with Rip Taylor. Yeah, well, but that that was the that's commentary on movies doing that shit, oh, you know? Yeah, you're right. But, I, I mean, I just use that <laughs> as an example. So, but, yeah, there's other movies that do that, too. And it's like this cheap, like, oh, everything's fine. Everything's handled conveniently. You know, dealt with by the end of the film, and everyone, all the good characters have a happy ending, right? Yeah, and then and here's the other thing: is the daughter's okay with the husband getting remarried so soon afterwards? Why was she at the fucking wedding? Yeah, it, she didn't have a talk with her mom about it or anything. It, yeah, she's at the wedding that that says you know life upgrade or you know wife upgrade, wife upgrade. Yeah, yeah, life <laughs> upgrade, wife upgrade. <laughs> And yeah, that that was funny, but like the daughter didn't say anything about it. Like it was, and then she actually, yeah. I mean, look, I, I understand her being pissed that she destroys her dad's wedding, but at the same time, it's like, why didn't she say anything about it? Like, why didn't she tell her dad, "Hey, dad, you're kind of a piece of shit." Yeah. for doing this, you know. Yeah, and and uh, the dad, the guy that plays the Matt dad, Walsh, Matt Walsh. Yeah, he's excellent in most. Every, he oh, was yeah. even good in this movie. He was good in this movie. He's great in everything. Even as the doctor in The Hangover, he only had like a what what a one minute scene, and he was really good in that. Yeah, he he just plays a complete dick in pretty much everything that he's in. Yeah, he's very cold but funny. Yeah, and I like that. But Chris Parnell was a wasted character. Yeah. Um, you Matt know, Walsh's wasted character. Um, they're all. They're, it was just. Yeah, you know Jackie Weaver. She's an excellent actress. Remember, I brought, I blew her up for, uh, for uh, the the polka, the polka king movie. Uh huh. You know, she's really she played a really good asshole in that one. Right. But yeah, she's she's pretty much wasted character. Um, and then uh, yeah, you know, Stephen Root, you know, a little over the top. Yeah, you're right. You know, like they, they you know, it's like they made him the Jason Manzukas of the movie or something. Yeah, I I don't I don't understand when they're trying. They tried way too hard with this movie to be too funny. And I mean, look, Ben Falcone is a really good director, and he just he missed the boat on this one. Yeah, and the whole the whole first third of the movie is just slow and boring. You know, I don't even think it was funny at all. Right, the first third. Then when she goes to college, it started to pick up some steam. There was some steam there. There are some funny moments in this movie. You know, the whole like. Uh, not litigation, but the mediation. Yeah, at, um, in front of the you know the not judge, <laughs> and uh, that was funny. Uh, 
the whole the, the, the racquetball court scene was funny. Racquetball wasn't bad. Dude, two grumpy old men outside. Yeah. Um. They the uh, part at the club or um, where they're at the dinner. Where they're yeah. At the, dinner. the restaurant was was that absolutely was, that funny. That was probably the funniest part of the movie. Yeah. Because they weren't trying hard. Melissa McCarthy was actually just being funny without being crazy funny. Yeah. And and Maya Rudolph, man, she's always one of those actresses, comedic actresses that every time she shows up, she just brings sunshine to to the movies. Right. Yeah. You know, she was great in Bridesmaids. She's great in uh, Grown Ups. She's great yeah. in everything. She's she's a great... Um, um, Wingman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For lack of a better term. For, for lack of a better word. Um, yeah, she's, she's, a, she's a great character actress. Supporting actress, yeah. Or actor, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And the way that she does it, the way the way that she brings it, I mean, she she's the one that can get crazy. Uh-huh. And, and you have... These other characters have to be kind of standard normal in this everyday weird life. Uh-huh. Okay, so the mom goes back to school, so that's a crazy thing? Whoopie shit. Yeah. You know, so she wants to finish her archaeology degree, and she's she's got, you know, one year left on doing that. Yeah. You know? I uh, um, Actually, one of the funny scenes was when she got all nervous, and she basically fucking fainted during trying to give her a speech, speech during yeah. class. Yeah. That 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 was funny. Like I said, there's there's a there's a lot of funny moments in this movie that kept me going. But right. when it's all said and done, it's most of it's poorly written, and there's characters that go nowhere with it, and a lot of good talent that's wasted. Yeah, the the Jesse chick that um, all she does is she's just trying to be some badass college chick that still thinks she's in high school. I guess Jennifer. Oh, the Jennifer chick. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Jesse. Oh, the girl that played Jesse. Yeah, the, okay, I got you, Debbie Ryan. Okay, yeah, yeah. She just heard uh, that whole f- Mean Girls thing. Just felt like it was weird. Old. It just felt old. Like, like I can understand like someone who looks like her and 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 is you know beautiful as she is. I could understand maybe her having some kind of a you know arrogant attitude, but it was over the top. Like she was just a fucking cunt, you know, for for the just for the sake of being a cunt. Yeah, it, there's there's really no there's no point to her character. Yeah, no, it was you it know was, other was, than like, other than being you know the typical the a typical '80s bad guy. Yeah, comedy bad guy. Yeah, you know I'm gonna race you down this hill on skis. <laughs> what is she supposed to be like the Flash Thompson of this movie or something? Right? Just well, not really Flash Thompson, but if she could fight. Or if she could really bully, but yeah, it, uh, more more along the lines of uh, the bad guy from Better Off Dead. Yeah, just 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 being a bitch for bitch's sake. Yeah, it just it, di- it didn't make any sense. And she, I mean, goddamn, she's been in a ton of things. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So yeah, you know what? I mean, like I said, this is our week. You know, week day of the you know film of the week filler. I would probably end up giving this a get a four and a half. Give this a three. I give it four and a half because Melissa McCarthy's effort to make this good and some some funny some actual funny moments more than a few funny moments and it, they they keep it going but that that fucking ending that 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 throwaway everything's you know conveniently handled up ending with Christina Aguilera showing up and shit and and yeah just it's 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 yeah, it's it, a garbage movie for and, and and it's a throwaway and they should have worked a little bit harder on doing this movie and. I'm sorry, but you know it, this is not this is this is one of their not good movies. Yeah, it, 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 it might as well end up being Tammy or what else? Uh, the the fucking uh, identity thief. Identity thief. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of getting tired of Melissa McCarthy being 
cast as these crazy characters, you know, because, you know, she's basically typecast now. And like I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Uh, Lee Israel. Thank movie. you. I was going to say Lee Estes, but it's not Estes because um, she wrote the book Estee Lauder. Can you ever forgive me? Is that the name of it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm kind of interested in seeing that only because it's Going not. Type, yeah. It's yeah. It's not Melissa McCarthy being fucking stupid crazy. Yeah. I mean, look, dude. I do. I still give her props for like you give her shit, and she still can make shit watchable <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. but she can only i don't care how good you're you could be daniel day fucking lewis doesn't matter you throw that kind of talent into nothing they can only do so much with gary it. gary oldman couldn't save this movie no no samuel jackson can save this movie no one no one can save this movie and that's and and that's that it's it's a failure for, so, so, uh, <laughs> from the writing all the way through sir lawrence olivier could not save this movie so yeah it's uh yeah it's a pass dude i i you know i look i'm i give it's great that her and her husband got together and wrote a movie, but they should have put a little more effort into it. I don't know. Fuck it. All right. So, what do we got? We got news, man. All right. Um, so, I just read that uh, they are going to be doing a Zombieland 2. Yes. It's going to be um, expected to come out around... Next year. The uh, 10th anniversary. So, right around October of next year. So, 2019. And the original cast is coming back. And uh, the original writers, uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, are going to be, uh, yeah, getting her, getting her done. So hopefully they'll start filming at the beginning of next year, and it'll be ready for end-of-the-year release. So that's cool. Holy shit, it's been a long time, dude. I saw the, I saw the original at the drive-in. So it's been a while. Okay. It's been a while. Uh, I just saw a trailer today for Escape Plan Part 2. The uh, only reason why I bring it up is because me and you, you and I, we saw the uh, the original back in 2013, where you know where he finally put Schwarzenegger and Stallone in a movie together. Besides, you know, Expendables, right? And uh, and this one, there's no Schwarzenegger in it. Hold on a second, <laughs> fucker. Uh. <laughs> and so, skadunk. All right. So even though, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I watched this trailer. Didn't know anything about this. I didn't even know they were fucking doing a sequel to it. And watch it. I watched the trailer, and then it's got you know Fifty Cent's coming back, and then I think there might be one other returning character. I can't remember. And but there's no Schwarzenegger, um, and uh, Dave Bautista's in this one. Okay. Anyway, I could just uh, without them even telling me at the end of it that it's only coming out on Blu-ray and on demand in uh, June. <laughs> you, you can watch the trailer, and you can tell this is straight to video shit. So yeah, I don't even see what the fucking point was. Uh, contractual obligation, maybe. I don't know. So, uh, it, it, I, I saw it and I'm like, uh, I don't even want to watch the trailer. I know. <coughs> I, we won't subject ourselves or the audience to any more of that shit either. Um, so the new, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a fucking lazy title for this, for this movie. Other than that though, and Brian Singer being a piece well, of Well, what else are they going to call it? I don't know. Be better, better if they call it fucking, uh, don't stop me now. That would sound fucking better. When it's because most of the movies focusing on Freddie Mercury. Don't stop me now. Yeah, that'd be a better title than Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian nope. Rhapsody seems nope. cheap. Like just throw away. I disagree. Allow me to introduce you to famous deceased homosexuals, Socrates, Freddie Mercury, and Justin 
Justice Antonin Scalia! Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia? But weren't you, like, famously anti-gay? I was deep in the closet, and I wish I came out while I was alive. Ghost cock is like vegan bacon. It just isn't as good as the real thing. And, uh, it has a weird texture. Wow, yeah. Also, it's the best time to be gay since ancient Greece. Huh, I had no idea. As long as you live on one of the coasts, or Austin, Texas, that place is keeping it weird. Being gay can be bloody brilliant. How so, Freddie Mercury? I was hoping you would ask. What's it like to be gay? When you're gay, every day is a non-stop cabaret. You've got style and flair, you're loved everywhere, except for North Carolina. Bears and queens and Catholic tweens, the world's your buff buffet. Come and join in the fun, say hello to tight pants and goodbye. Vaginas, be gay, totally gay, be a bright and shining rainbow. Yes, you'll find your new identity in the LGBT community. I just have to point out that that was Jordan Peele doing Freddie Mercury, and it's fucking amazing, and if that's he, why I played if it. If he even did the singing for Freddie Mercury he in did. that part, even if he did the singing, um, damn, surprising, very surprising. Some some guys have just a shitload of range, man. Yeah, I'll have to find it. That's okay. <laughs> Anyways. So, Bohemian Rhapsody, it looks interesting, of course, uh, you know. So did the Doors movie until you see it, and then you're just like, eh. So I'll withhold judgment until I see the movie. Also, I didn't start becoming a fan of Freddie Mercury until the last couple of years, so um, I was very closed off to Queen at the time. I don't know. I just was never into them, but now that my musical tastes are spreading out, the older I'm getting, now I'm, now I'm interested. So let's find out. You want to go see this when it comes out? Or are you not really into biopics? I'm still figuring out if I want to see it. I know, because, well, you know, also, do we want to give money to a movie that was mostly directed by Brian Singer? And that's where I'm having the problem. Yeah. So, I mean, he was fired from it, and then, uh, what the fuck's that guy's name? Fletcher? Is it Fletcher? Yeah, Dexter Fletcher came in and finished directing it. So, uh, the movie's coming out November 2nd, and uh, <laughs> that's a funny pick. All right. So, uh, all right. You're not going to play the trailer for that one? Do I need to? Okay, no. All right, this one I think you should, though. Um, another trailer I just saw is by uh, director uh, Lars Van Trier, who did the Nymphomaniac movies. Uh, gives a fuck about this movie. Uh, the House That Jack Built? You don't... Uh, did you watch the trailer for it? No, I don't give a shit. It's interesting. It, uh, Matt Dillon... I don't was... care for Lars Von Trier. I don't okay, think he's a good director. Okay, that's great. But sometimes, you know, directors can make a shitload of shitty movies, but still have a, a diamond in there every once in a while. I don't... Care because I don't to like College to all. Lars von Trier. I never, I've never liked his movies. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not a fan of the other movies of his either. But your house is a fine little house, Jack. Are you allowed to speak along the way? I was thinking there might be rules. Let me put it this way: very few make it all the way without uttering a word. But do carry on merrily. Just don't believe you're going to tell me something I haven't heard before. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, that was maybe a mistake. What was maybe a mistake? 
me getting in this car with you. You might as well be a serial killer. Sorry, but you do kind of look like one. Some people claim that the atrocities we commit in our fiction are those inner desires which we cannot commit in our controlled civilization. So they are expressed instead through our art. I don't agree. I believe heaven and hell are one and the same. The soul belongs to heaven and the body to hell. think about all the things I've done in my life without in any way resulting in punishment. Before we continue on, I just want to say this. Watching the trailer, again, I'm, this is not a, I'm not going to see I Could Care Less about yeah. the movie. <laughs> um, but Matt Dillon? Yeah. So there have been career revivals. Yeah. Tom, not Tom Cruise, uh, Robert Downey Jr., John Johnny Travolta. Depp, Travolta. This is a career reviver for Matt Dillon. That's why I wanted to mention this one, because he looks like, that looks like a, an award-winning, or at least an award-nominated performance right there. Yeah, and it is it is getting, so if you've read anything about this movie, I, and I haven't. I neither. I've only read, I've only read some of the, you know, uh, the the headline things, which is you know Lars von Trier's newest movie is making people sick, and they have paramedics there. It's so violent and gory, and blah 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 blah. And but that's didn't nobody. Rod, didn't Rod do the same thing? <laughs> nobody fucking talks about Matt Dillon's performance. Yeah, and and the, this movie is. I don't know where this movie is. It seems to be getting really good reviews already. Yeah. Um, and there's a few negatives, but nobody talks about what Matt Dillon's character is like in this. It's always, you know, Lars von Trier's newest movie, blah, 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 is going to change. You know, it's a game changer, yeah. as they like to say. Yeah, the new term, the new trendy term, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm telling you right now that if Matt Dillon doesn't get more work because of this movie, it's a fucking crying shame. Just just a su- couple of scenes that I saw. One of them where he looked like Johnny Depp's character from um, Black Mass. Yeah. Uh, he looked just like... Like Whitey Bulger? Yeah. And there was another scene where he looked young and another scene where he looked old. Yeah, we had the coma over. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I'm telling you right now, 
this this is this is big for Matt Dillon. Yeah, I have a feeling because it's Von Trier, it's going to be a weird ass movie, but Matt Dillon's going to be the shining star in it, right? Correct. So uh, what I read about it was that it's going to be it's going to show he's like a budding serial killer, and it takes him through his first five kills to show how he changes into a full blown serial killer throughout the process or something like that. Like we really need to truly understand serial killers even more deeply. So uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I'll definitely check that one out, uh, when it comes out on, you know, Netflix or whatever to see that one. Uh, last trailer that I noticed was, uh, <laughs> a Spike Lee joint. <laughs> it's called uh, black Klansman with three K's in the middle of yeah. it. B-L-A-C-K-K-K. Yes. Yeah, stars, uh, John David Washington, who I can't remember what I've seen him in, but I've seen him in other things. Uh, Adam Driver and Topher Grace, who's playing David Duke. So it's based on true events of a um, um, oh god he was an FBI agent who uh, who portrays this, this he goes into the clan and every time he has to not wear his hood he's um, portrayed in, in presence by Adam Driver's character and then you know but then when he's wearing a hood he's you know it's kind of, kind of reminds me of like a realistic version of the fucking uh, Chappelle show uh, black racist <laughs> right the anyway. So um, anyway, the, the, the look, blind, the blind black guy that's a racist. Yeah. So I look. I know we got our issues with Spike Lee, but this does look like a really good movie. You know, um, of course, it, being a Spike Lee movie, I, I'll withhold judgment because there's times where I've watched his movies that didn't seem too racist. You know, reverse racist, and I've seen ones that eh, a little too much fucking you know racist. So anyway, I'll tell you what though, one way or another, it gets you thinking. So uh, I don't know. Do you want to see that trailer, Black Klansman? It does look interesting. I'm not. I'm not giving any more of my time to Spike Lee. Okay, that's fine. All right. So, uh, and then lastly, this just popped up. Ron Howard um, in an interview said that. Uh, that's what I wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's because I mentioned this. Uh, I think a couple of years ago that they, I would love for them to do a Willow sequel, and he says that there's there's talks about possibly doing it, and that it would be uh, centered around Alora Dannon, you know, the baby from the original film. And uh, Willow would definitely be a part of it. Willow's character played by Warwick Davis. And, uh, you know, that would be cool. I mean, Mad Mardigan's a little, getting a little old. But <laughs> well, there's, there's an entire book series yeah. um, based which, off of that. So. Which you told me about, yeah. So, um, so, but it would be really cool to see them venture back into this world. Because there's, I, I mean, this is like, you can tell that that first film, Willow, was just a small piece of all, a, a much bigger picture that they could show, you know? Yeah. I can't. Uh, it's called Shadow Moon Chronicles of the Shadow War. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. There's supposed to be multiple novels. I don't know how many novels there were. Uh, written by Chris Claremont and George Lucas. Story by George Lucas really is what it is. Yeah. So he came up with the idea, right? And then someone else like filled in all the gaps. Um. Yeah. There's Shadow Dawn and Shadow Star. Uh, Willow. The plot is Willow Uffgood is worrying over planting crops for the harvest once again. In the life of a farmer, he falls asleep, distraught over not being able to attend a party for Alora Dannon, <coughs> of whom he served as a protector about a year ago. He dreams that night of riding on the back of a great dragon who drops him off at Tira's Lean. After bantering with Mad Mardigan and Sorsha, during which Sorsha bestows upon him a new name, Thorn Drumheller. He continues on to see Alora and give her a gift that he has created, a teddy bear crystallized that Willow says will protect her when he is not there to do so, leaving the sleeping child with her gift. He converses with the two brownies, Rule and Frangine, and leaves. He wakes up the next morning to find the two brownies sitting at the edge of his bed, 
and a hor- and that a horrific cataclysm has wiped out twelve areas in the wood world, including Tira's Lean. Um, Stole a baby from your daikini. What are you were taking a pee pee? Yes. Yeah, uh, April two thousand five, Lucas and Davis commented that a television series acting as a sequel was under construction. Consideration. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, Val Kimmer posted a photo via Twitter implying that it was right around the corner. However, this coincided with a Life's Too Short mockumentary featuring Davis and Kilmer and was likely to have been a hoax, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 2018, Kilmer tweeted, You just can't keep a good thing down. There's top secret script discussions about top popular, top fun, action-packed, God damn it, I can't talk today, (laughs) films that can't be discussed, and Bob Dylan wants a prequel to Tombstone, and so do I. I finally started writing it, and now there's official talk of a sequel to Willow. Dear sweet George Lucas has always defended Willow and often compared it to the mega smashes of the Hobbit trilogy and beyond. I've kept in touch with Warwick all through the years, and it would be a joy to get back into that world after all these years. Or twirling guns before old Doc hooks up with the Earps. Um, Even though someone brings up Doc Holliday virtually every day I'm in public, actually get more people wanting a sequel to The Saint. That one was God. really set up for it. I've got a great outline for that one. More fun characters and situations, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the Saint wasn't that good. No, um, I saw it once, and I don't ever care to see it again. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, this is in September 2016. Davis went on record saying that he would not like he would not like to see a remake of Willow, but he would like to see a sequel that explores if Willow became a sorcerer or not, which is basically the basis of Shadow Moon, Shadow Dawn, and Shadow Star, and what happened to Alora Dannon when she grew up. In 2018, talk surfaced again of some type of sequel. I don't want to give away too much, but there's a little talk of Willow. We wouldn't call it Willow 2. I think it would focus a lot on Alora Dannon, although Willow would have to be significantly involved. Um, oh, Willow is a uh, personal favorite of mine. I... I do like that movie too. Yeah, it just has a charm to it that just keeps on giving. All the whole cast, man. I love every. I think I love every character in that in that movie. And uh, that was one of those rare videotapes that I would go back and rent as much as possible just to keep watching it over. Because at the time when it came out, most movies weren't mass produced for home for home owning. Home owning. Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think only God when that movie came out. Um, I think only a handful of movies were starting to be mass re- uh, released. Which, uh, like Who, Fr- Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I think, was one of them. And uh, then 1989 came around, and that's when they started mass producing them, like Batman, uh, Last Crusade, uh, Lethal Weapon 2, stuff like that. Um, but before that, yeah, there was not a lot of home owning. So. Yeah, the, the, um, the books are um, about Alora Dan, and they take place 15 years after the original film. Unfortunately... I can't find. There's no real information on Wikipedia, which blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, literally. Were, were they not successful or what? I mean, um, I don't know if they were really successful. Uh, I don't know. I have one of them. I just forgot that there was three. So I think uh, the internet forgot as well. <laughs> so, yeah, shit happens, man. Sometimes when something isn't talked about for a long time, it, you know. Yeah, some things just fall under, but you know when they're when Hollywood's grasping at all these things, all these sequels to make, and all of these, you know, reboots and all this other shit to do. It's one of the good things that could possibly come from it is bringing back a series that, you know, left off a little too soon. I think so. 
with Willow, that that'd be cool to see him, you know, continue on. You know, and Warwick Davis is still game to do it. So let's see it. Uh, you can borrow it. I have that book. Where's the other ones? <coughs> yeah, it was released. Oh, Chronicles of the Shadow War. That's what it is. <coughs> you just look it up on Amazon for sale. Why would I do that? Because then that would probably have more info. They have it for sale. Anyways. All right. So last thing uh, is uh, we're going to talk about the movies that we're going to see next week, aren't we? What are we going to see next week? I don't know. Not fucking filler, I'll tell you that. Deadpool 2 is what we're going to see. Oh. So oh, let's really? just jump right into it. Because I didn't know <laughs> that we had a piece of shit that you had posted. I didn't post it. Why would I post a piece of shit when you haven't written yours yet? That that's what you do. You post it and then you publish it. I don't. I've never. I I've had that up all day. You didn't tell me about it. Well, I thought you figured you know through the rule of assumption that you would. would I don't come. assume anything, right now. Actually, I okay. I'll I'll say my bad, but usually you're fucking constantly monitoring this thing. So I thought you would have saw it show up. My bad. <laughs> you you could end up writing your pos in fucking ten seconds anyway. I already did. <laughs> all right. Hey, Peter, <laughs> don't forget about Peter. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to write. <laughs> <sighs> I have been staying away from everything Deadpool related. I mean, well, I've watched a couple dumb videos like where Ryan Reynolds showed up on a South Korean, you know, game show and or singing show or whatever. And uh, a couple little things here, but nothing about the movie. No reviews, no nothing. I'm just... Bad enough someone already fucking said something about something after the credits is amazing. Which I don't need to hear that shit. Just shut the fuck up and wait till I see the movie. Okay. All right. Great. So, uh, even though I don't know what it is after the credits, so that's the good part. But still, shut the fuck up. All right. Okay, so there's a kid in a yellow jumpsuit who's in distress. A one-eyed willy with a green screen arm. And a lucky chick with an afro. I'm sure there's more, but all I want to know is, who's this Peter guy? Is he a regular schmo who, who will just go out quickly like the poor bastard he is? Or is there something deeper that our fourth wall-breaking friend sees better than we all can? Or maybe, just maybe, the insanity has finally kicked in and Peter becomes an insta-splat, all for the sake of Wade Wilson's sick amusement. Either way, I'm sure it will be hilarious. Don't forget to bring the kids. My prediction is the anticipation is high, the tickets are pre-purchased, and Ryan Reynolds and company will deliver big time. I just hope that my expectations don't exceed the film's grasp. Who cares? I know this will be funny. Deadpool 2 will not be a piece of shit. Duh. No, you don't sound like you're reading whatsoever. Not natural at all. Yeah, and you're so fucking good at this as well. Go ahead. Peter W. likes his wife. Peter W. shows up on time for work. Peter W. has a great attitude and is willing to try new things. Be like Peter W. and go see Deadpool. Sound like you're reading. Really? Good positive reinforcement there, buddy. Yeah. All right. Bye, y'all. Deadpool 2 will be awesome, I think. Good. It's not a quiet place. Sorry. 